Um, this morning, our message is the character of appreciation. The character of appreciation. Appreciation is having admiration for others and communication and, and communicating. Um, this morning, will you take that out? The character of. Stick it in the. Where it's supposed to be. Thank you. Excuse me, gentlemen, ladies. But anyway, the character of appreciation. Appreciation is having admiration for others and communicating your approval to them. It is taking the time to make people feel welcome and special by using the fruit of God's work in us to encourage and uplift. It is a form of valuing others. This takes the focus off you and places it on God's purpose and direction. Appreciation is fuel from our heartfelt thanks to God for what we have, for what he has done, and is a lifestyle of worship and adoration. This allows us to give to and value others with respect and honor. This is the character of appreciation. Appreciation has a character that goes with it. I want us to turn to Romans 12.10. We're going to go get around a little bit today, but I, I just got to show some things in the Word of God that will help us to do our job that God has called forth for us to do. Romans 12, verse 10. Let me know when you get there, please. Amen. The Bible tells us here to be kindly affectioned <coughs> one to another with brotherly love, in honor preferring one another. In honor. The Bible tells us to give honor where honor is due. So, God wants us to, according to his word, to be kindly affectionate towards one another. And to have brotherly love with this affection. In honor, preferring one another. In honor. In other words, not looking for honor for ourselves but looking for honor to honor others who work along with us in this fellowship and who are a part of this fellowship. To make it simple, disrespecting one another. That's all. There's nothing big or gigantic about it as far as doing it, but it's something big and gigantic about it when we do it. Don't get it twisted and mistake what's being said. Another verse of scripture, because I, I like just letting the word of God do the talking. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 12 and verse 13. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 12 and 13. Are we there? The Bible says, and we beseech you, that word beseech means we actually beg you, brethren, to do what? Know them which labor among you. Know them. And are over you in the Lord. And those that are admonish you. Admonish means to correct you when you're wrong. But it's not a course correction. It's a correction with respect. So God's word tells us here in verse 13 to, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. We're talking about 
those who are officers and to be at peace among yourselves. So the Bible tells us first that we need to know those that labor among us. And then the Bible tells us that we should have a very highly esteem for them in love for their works. Because first of all, doing the work of God is not an easy task. See, anybody can come to church on Sunday and just sit here, get the word, and go on. But those who labor among us to keep this thing going, it's a different story. It's a different story, you see. You see, anybody can come to the table and eat, right? You see, when you go to a restaurant, you know, and they come to you with the food and then you go to the, the, the buffet or whatever, or when you're at home and the wife or whoever's in there cooking and stuff, in my case, my wife, uh, she calls, she say, your place ready. But I ain't done no work. Amen. See, somebody did the work. Amen. Somebody does the work to keep the church going. It ain't about talk. It ain't about holding a position. It's about are you qualified to do the work? And in order to do the work, that means, guess what? You got to sacrifice what you want in order to do what God wants you to do for the what? Sake of the people. Because to be a leader, you got to forget about yourself and do what God would have you to do for his people. Right? What does he say? If any man follow after me, he must do what? Take up, deny himself first. Now that's a hard one. That's a hard one. You see. Deny yourself first. And then, take up your cross and follow me. You got to take up your cross. Daily, Luke says. And then follow me. You just can't take it up. But you got to take it up daily, right? And you got to deny yourself first. That's the first thing you got to do every day. Is get up with the mindset that I got to deny myself. You know. Because a sacrifice is not a sacrifice unless it's something that you do that you don't want to do. Like pay your tithe. Hello. (laughs) See, see, that, that... That dollar bill would challenge you more than anything else as far as how much you love God. You sure will. So you talking about denying yourself? You 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 got to do some real talk to yourself. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's get real. You got to do some real talking to yourself to do the right thing. Huh? I can't get no help up in here this morning. <laughs> yeah, I can't get no help up in here. It's tight, but it's right. Huh? It is. It's tight, but it's right. It's tight, but it's right. <laughs> we'll leave that alone. <laughs> See, that thing will sting you when you reach your hand in the hornet nest. Won't it? Because you know you're wrong for sticking your hand up in there. And it'll sting you. But you really, you ain't getting mad at me. You're getting mad at God. But you don't know that. But you keep falling behind. Oh, I'm going to help you. This is Officer Appreciation Day. And the best appreciation that the apostle of this house can give you is the word of truth. Can I get an amen? amen? About us. If you want to know if I love you or not, I love you. That's why I speak the truth in love to you. You know it. Don't look so sad. First Timothy 5.17 See the word, didn't we just read that we are to be admonished? Those that have rule over you, didn't it say to admonish? That means to correct where you're wrong. Mm-hmm. We'll find out how much you love God. God know what to do for you. First Timothy 5.17 
See, 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 if we could ever, if we could ever learn to just click it on, uh, uh, sis, <laughs> you'll figure it out. <laughs> if, we, if we could ever learn the avenue of five loaves and two fish, a little in God's hand, not in your hand, but <laughs> take it out of your hand and put it in God's hand. And you will see that God is a miracle worker. Jesus. It ain't hard, people. But you got to trust God. That's the hard part. That's the hard part. I got these $2. And that's all I got. Yeah, that's all you got. But if you put it in God's hand, well, oh my God, he'll feed the 5,000. And that was just men. That didn't even count the women and the children. Huh? See, the little boy, he could have said, uh-uh, this is mine. This is all I got, couldn't he? But the little boy trusted who? Jesus. He trusted that disciple, and he said, look, here, take this. He did a selfless, a selfless action. And it fed the whole congregation there. That's awesome. That's awesome. But that little boy could have did like we do. No, that's all I got. Well, you're right. That is all you got. But if you put it in the right hand, then you will understand what God has been trying to tell you. And you will stop struggling. Amen. You will stop struggling when you turn it over to Jesus. I don't have to preach hard to get my point across. I learned that a long time ago. I don't have to roll on the floor and do nothing. I don't have to do none of that. All I got to do is preach the word. God will handle you. I ain't worried about that. Because I know I'm laying that thing in there right. I know it. Now watch this. Still talking about officers. Because this is Officer Appreciation Day. This ain't Pastor's Appreciation. No, this is Officers. See, I already know I'm appreciated. Brenda already knows she appreciated. But we want you to know that you appreciate it. We want you to know that this congregation is appreciated. Everybody in here is important. There are no big eyes and little U's in here. That's just us. And when the tides roll in, say what? The ships, all the ships rise together. Amen? Amen. That's how we roll. Now watch 1 Timothy 5, 17. It said, let the elders that do what? It didn't say any of you did it. It said those of you that rule what? Okay. Now, exit, let a man examine himself. If he's an officer in here or let a woman let you examine yourself. If you're an officer in here, are you doing the whole counsel of what God is carrying out and asking us to do to promote his people and his kingdom in this world? He said, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. First he said honor, but those that rule well, double honor. Didn't it say no those that labor among you? Didn't it say it? Let it be counted with double honor, especially they who labor in word and in doctrine. That's the ministers. So you see, there's a greater calling on ministers than it is on anybody else. Why? Because you're carrying this word. And you're teaching this word. And you better teach it right. Better. You might not be right with everything. God ain't expecting you to be right with everything. But you got to teach the word right. 
Because if you wait until you stop sinning to do anything for God, you, then, then, then God ain't going to never get nothing out of you. Amen. Amen. Uh, see, 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 if that's what you're waiting for, talking about, well, I'm waiting to God take some of these things. No, no, it don't work like that. See, God takes these things through the process as you go through. See, that's just an excuse. God give us one or two children, and we don't start a children's ministry because we say, well, we ain't got enough children. You ain't doing nothing with the ones you got. Somebody in here ought to have a vision to do something besides Brenda and I. If you're an officer, officer leadership comes with a vision. God will give you your own vision that's compatible to that of the visionary of and when God gives you the vision of it, then that means you will get the stepping and you will get the finances for it too. Because that comes with the vision. You got an idea? Get the stepping. Find the resources, how to get it done. It's your vision. But it's got to be incompatible with the visionary of the house. And our only vision is to go ye into the world and save some souls, one soul at a time, saving the world. Our mission is simple. Verse 19, against an elder, look here, against an elder receive not an accusation, but before two or three witnesses. In other words, don't let nobody come to you talking about another elder in this house Amen. without two or three witnesses. Because the Bible says that against an elder receive not an accusation. That means you bring him into the office and we'll, we'll get it dealt with. They'll probably leave after we deal with it. Many of them have done that. But at least it was dealt with. Because the Bible said, know them that labor among you. And let me tell you something. It's better to have a handful of sheep than a house full of goats. I don't think y'all heard me. I don't think y'all heard me up in here. So it said, now, if if you got an accusation, take it before the council. Two or three witnesses. We get it straight in a godly way. But that backbiting and all that, y'all know we don't do that here. We get rid of them real quick with the word. With the word. With the word. The word do it for us. The word will do it. Because by God, I I have no problem speaking it. Not here. I don't have a problem speaking it. Now, Brenda, she's a little more talented than I am when it comes to, but I get straight to the point. I was taught that the straightest distance between A and B is from A to B, not C back to B. No, A to B. I aim, I pull the trigger and hit my mark, and I don't have to worry about it no more. They taught me that in the military. How many military people we got in here? Well, they, that's what we do. At least that's what they taught me to do. You don't go to water play patty cake, right? I don't understand us as Americans. We go to war, we fight an enemy that has no rules, but we bind ourselves with rules so that we can't fight. I don't understand that. That's just like the devil. The devil ain't got no rules. How he fight? <laughs> so, so we'd be crazy, you know, like, well, we can't fight the devil like that. <laughs> you fight him, if you got to bite him, bite him. Whatever it takes to get him off you. <laughs> Ain't that right? Huh? If he on you, shoot, go scratch him, bite him, do whatever you got to do to get him off you. Come on, y'all. 
Shoot, talk about that ain't fair. It is fair. Well, you get him off you. I tell you what's not fair is you letting him stay on you. Amen. That, that, that <laughs> shoot, y'all, come on. I'm just having some fun, but I'm giving you the word. Verse 20 says now, them that sin do what? Before what? Did it say do it in secret? Huh? I asked y'all, did that thing say those that sin rebuke them in secret? Is that what it said? It said what? For everybody. Call it out. Oh, you, you shouldn't have did it that way. But the Bible said do it that way. Amen. And there's a way to seem right to a man, but the end result thereof is death. You see, by you not calling out the sin, what happens is what? You kill that person. And you make everybody else think it's all right. Now, I'm not just saying blatantly to do this or do that, but I'm talking about when a goat won't act like a goat, you got to call that thing out. I'm, I'm, I'm teaching leaders up in here. This is Officer's Appreciation Day. Amen. Leaders don't go and hide in a corner scared to say what needs to be said if something is going against the order of the house, right? Amen. Amen. That's how that goes. It says rebuke before all so that others might do what? Read it. Fear. You ain't got no reason to be afraid to straighten somebody out as long as it's done in a godly way because the rest of the officers and, and overseers in here going to back you. You know? So he said, now, look here, verse 21. He said, I charge thee before who? God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the elect angel that thou observe these things without preferring one before another or doing nothing by partiality. See, as a leader, that'll get you in big trouble. Y'all always hear me say up here, I have no friends in the pulpit. Y'all always hear me say that. Because let me tell you something. When you begin to lead people and you start having partiality, preferring one over another, let me tell you something. You're going to have a problem. Amen. And can't nobody in here ever say that this old boy don't treat everybody the same. I don't care who you are. If you're wrong, you're wrong. If you're right, you're right. And that's just it. And that includes me. Because I sat down a whole lot of time when I was wrong. Come on now. I don't have to tell nobody to, to sit me down. No. God's spirit. Sit your butt down. Get it together. See, most pastors won't do that. Most pastors won't. No, no. They hide like they got it all together. You're a liar. You stink. You stink. You run around here like you got it all together. You know? Got women in the church pregnant. And you wear And your wife have to sit up in there with them. Messing with boys. Trying to be a gangster prophet. And use a fool. All this old crazy mess. And they call themselves leaders. Yeah, they leading. Hell's coming up to meet us all. Got his mouth wide open. Ready to eat up everything. Okay. Now watch what Jeremiah tells. Jeremiah 3.15. I'm getting into the course of this thing now. Getting into the course of it now. As leaders. God's word says in Jeremiah 3.15. It says, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart. Not according to their own. But according to mine heart which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Well. So that lets me know that God is the one that's got a special breed of pastors that he's going to bring before the congregations of hills in this world that's going to have the heart of him 
and that's going to preach and teach to God's people with knowledge and understanding and not lies and deceit to rip them off. That's what it tells me. But now let's look at Ruth. Ruth is one of them hard books to find. 2.15. Ruth. 2.15. Now, Ruth, it's a little bit hard to find for, for some of us. But here's what Ruth says. You can just write it down. In the book of Ruth, it's the Old Testament. Naomi had went and left Bethlehem, Judah. And her husband had died and she had taken her two daughters and her two daughters got married and husbands died and Ruth was well Ruth well her two Ruth Naomi's two sons got married to two Moabite women and one of the Moabite women was named Ruth the other one was named Oprah and the two boys died and left Naomi and Oprah and Ruth and they were down in Moabite country Moab country the land of the Moabites and Ruth decided to go back to Bethlehem Judah and Naomi I mean Naomi decided to go back to Bethlehem Judah and Ruth wanted to go with her mother-in-law. And she did. She went back. And Ruth ran upon a fellow named Boaz. And Boaz liked her. And verse 11, in Ruth 2, verse 11, it said, And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been shown me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother we talk about sacrifice here and the land of thy nativity talking about sacrifice and are coming to a people which thou knewest not heretofore great sacrifice here and he comforts Ruth by saying the Lord recompense thy word he didn't say he would. He said the Lord will. And a full reward be given thee of the Lord, God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. So, this is what I'm saying to you, church. Galatians 6, 9 says, don't grow weary in your well-doing. The Lord is going to give you a full reward, Boaz told her, for her sacrifice. And I'm telling you today that through the scripture and the comfort of the scripture, God's word says in Galatians 6, 9, don't grow weary in your well-doing. That in due season, you will reap. And then it puts that word if there, which is the biggest word in the universe. Because I always use this scenario, if that bullet hadn't hit me, then I... I wouldn't have got shot. If. Well, if can be a millimeter. <laughs> Just one millimeter can change the whole scenario of if. Right? Okay. So God said now, don't grow weary in your well-doing. Because if you don't faint, you'll reap in due season. This is what the Holy Spirit saying through Paul to God's people. And I'm saying the same thing. Whatever it is that you're doing for God, continue to do it. Don't grow weary. Don't get tired of doing what you're supposed to do for God. Because in due season, you will see that you're reaping more than you ever thought if you don't faint. But here's the problem. Too many of us faint. We, we run this, look here, I can't say what I want to say, so I just won't say it, but I will try to clean it up in another way. Many of us start off running real fast, 
We don't realize we're running a marathon. So we're trying to run a marathon. We come out trying to run a marathon like we're running a 100-meter dash. It ain't going to work. We come into the church. We're young. We want to do this. We want to do that. We always say, just slow down. Just, just take it easy. I know you're inspired, but take it easy. Because I don't want you to get burnt out before you even get going. I've been around the block a little while. I know what I'm trying to show you. I know you're anxious. I know that. But just, you got eternity. Just remember that. There's no hurry. There's no hurry. But whatever you do, you want to do it where you won't grow weary of doing it. Because if you faint, then your work is in vain. Right? He didn't do it to the end. I'm the only one going to be saved. So ain't no need in starting this thing and not finishing it. No. You got to go all the way. Jesus couldn't begin it and then stop halfway up the hill of Golgotha and not carry the rest of it out. And you, we don't either. It don't work like that. You know, it don't work like that. Well, check this out. Along the way, even Jesus had to have somebody help him carry that cross. God, that's pretty heavy. That shows us that we got to bear each other's burdens. Every once in a while, we need a little help from our friends in the assembly. You see, and that's why the Bible says don't forsake to assemble yourself together like some have an error from the faith. Because you got people that think that all they got to do is I pray over here, I do this, I do that. But let me tell you something. That ain't what God's word says. God say you're in error when you forsake yourself from the assembly. Why would he say that? Because sometimes you get weary. And sometimes we don't think so well when we get weary. We make bad mistakes. And, and, and somebody in the assembly will tell you, hey, just give you an encouraging word to just keep on trying, keep on going forth. Where if you over there locked in a place by yourself, like some are today, they just see, see, they locked away somewhere. In their misery, devil tricked them and said, Well, I don't feel like I'm sick. Well, old fool, if you're sick, come to the house where you can get it. The Bible says if any of you are sick, it didn't say stay home. It say, come and ask the elders to pray over you, and they'll pray over you and lay hands on you so that the sick might be healed. We do just the opposite, of, <laughs> and we wonder why things ain't working. It ain't working because we're not following the instructions. We done rewrote the book. That ain't the way it's supposed to be. Okay, well, you just go right ahead and you rewrite your book because you're not going to rewrite that one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Rewrite it. Rewrite your book to fit your situation and watch and see that the way of a man seems right, but the end result is death. It seems right what you're thinking. It seems right. What you're doing. It seems right how you're feeling. But you better check the book to make sure you're on cue. Amen? Can I get an amen? There's a nice shade, man, of glasses. I like them. Can I get me some? Thank you. I like them. Those are nice. I like nice things. I like nice things. But I get nice things. When I can afford it. And it don't hurt me. Right? I get the sin, I get the wanting. I was looking at a new Cadillac the other day. Got one. Don't even drive it. Got it hid. I'm fitting to buy nothing. Brenda said, you get to looking, you get to wanting, don't you? I said, yep. She said, don't look then. You see, see, that's that good counsel. That's what I'm talking about. See, see, that's what I'm talking about. Because if you don't have that good counsel there with you or around it, then your wants 
will get you in a place where you really don't even need to be. I'm just, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just now beginning to like to drive the one that we got. I know you will. And you'll look good in it, you and old Deke. Old Deke picked it out for me, didn't you, Deke? He did. He said, that's old Doc right there. You done a good job, young man. You know? And I'm, and I, and I, but the eyes are never full. They always want me. They always want me, you know? But I'm still going to get it. But I'm going to get it. In God's time. Still going to get it. Oh, I'm going to get it if I live. You know, but it ain't going to be no strain when I do it. You know, because I don't like being under no strain now. I I don't like that. No, I don't like that kind of, uh uh-uh. I went and bought my girl some appliances to redo the kitchen. Oh, the lady, well, you want to, you want to, uh, finance? Oh, no, we pay cash. I ain't finance, no. I don't want finance. Oh, I wish I could do that. You can if you save your money to do it. And then, and, and, and then go get it. Amen. You know, just throwing some stuff out. Try to help you. God said he'll recompense. He said he'll reward you if you faint not. But you're in trouble if you got a house full of wonders and you want to. I told my wife, I'm tell you what I told my old lady. I said, you know what? I said, I don't like them old high maintenance girls. They cost too much. Let me get back up here. Hear me? <laughs> I don't like I don't like them old high maintenance girls. I need money to get my hair fit. I need money to get my fingers uh polished. My toes. Come on, man. Don't you learn how to do something? Pampered my butt. Yeah. Pampered. I'll pamper you. Sure. So now, so, so, so now, you know what I'm saying? You know, spent your money on all that crazy stuff. And that thing's still wanting. And you ain't got no more to give. So you spend it all on her. I don't want no high maintenance one. You take more than your looks to get me. You got to have some money. Huh? Come on. Come on. We're going to do this thing together. The same way with church. I ain't going to work myself to death and y'all don't do nothing. Same thing. Y'all thought I got off course, didn't you? See, See there? See? I tricked you. It's the same thing. Church folk come in, always wanting this, always wanting that. Okay, now, now get involved. That's right. Get involved. Hmm? What the church supposed to do this? Or what you supposed to do? Don't we supposed to work together? Huh? Don't we supposed to do this? Ain't it a team? And a, It's called not a gathering, but a what? An assembly. Huh? A gathering, just a bunch of stuff put together. It ain't even assembled. It's just there. Gathered. But to be assembled means you connect it. And everything is working properly. Amen? Amen. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go to numbers. We go. We're getting close. Let's go to numbers. I just want to minister to you today. I don't. I don't. I don't need to get you all hyped up and all that old stuff. I, I ain't into that. I want you to leave here with some sense. I want you to leave here just with a good feeling. We had a feel good time. No, you're gonna have to have something that you can think about. We can try to get through this. Let's go to Numbers 11, verses 16 and 17 first. Look here. He says, I'll be there. He was about to pick 70 others. And the Lord said unto Moses, verse 16, 
Numbers 11. Gather unto me 70. Now 70 is the perfect spiritual order to carry out all power in the church. Okay? That's the number 70. Alright. He says here, Gather me up 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be elders of the people, and officers over them. And bring them into the tabernacle of the congregation, that they may stand there with thee. Notice he said, gather me. He didn't say assemble me, did he? He, he said gather, because he finna do something. He said gather. See, you got to gather the parts first before you can assemble them, okay? All right, here we go. Verse 17, and I will come down and talk with thee there, and I will take of the Spirit, now here comes the assembly, and I will take of the Spirit which is upon thee, and I will put it upon them. Now he's about to assemble them together with the same Spirit that the head had, so that we could be in one body, one mind, one Spirit. All right? Because anything got two heads is a what? Monster. I'm going to say it again. Anything that's got two heads on it is a monster. That's an ugly thing, ain't it? If that thing got two heads, you got a problem. If the church got more than one head, you got a problem. You got a problem. He says, I didn't mix I'm not going to mix all these spirits together and assemble them. No, you gather them. And I'm going to take your spirit that I put on you, and I'm going to put it on them. So that they'll have the same spirit that you got. Now we can work together because everything now is a symbol. See, he just assembled them. And he said, now, the reason I'm going to do this, I'm going to put it upon them, that they bear the burden of the people with thee, that thou bear it not thyself alone. Because it's too much to bow for one person. Amen? Amen? Amen. Alright. Let's go to verse 26. But there remained two of the men in the camp. The name of one was Eldad. Eldad means God has loved. And the name of the other was Medad. Medad means affection. See, see, he called them. He called them. Now notice that, and the Spirit rested upon them too, Eldad and Medad. You see what says the Spirit resting on them too? And they were of them that were written. See, they were already written down with the 70 to receive the Spirit, okay? But notice what they mean. mean. One means God has loved. Love has to stay in the camp. When the leadership has to go away, love has to remain there and affection too. Like next week, love has to still remain and affection too. But notice what happened. The same spirit fell on them too, even though they weren't there. But they were ordained, written as part of the 70. So it doesn't make no difference where you are. The ordination is still going to be on you if you part of this. And you're still going to be operating out of the same spirit. Because when you go somewhere else and you see that spirit that you've been taught here, it's going to identify whether it's real, whether it's live, or whether it's memorex. And guess what you're going to do? You're going to start telling and talking to people and tell them, no, that ain't, that ain't right. Why? Because the spirit of love and affection has stayed in the camp. The spirit that was over and ordained here on you is still with you, whether you got sense enough to know it or not, and you go somewhere, it don't make no difference. It doesn't matter. If you've been ordained here, that spirit is on you, and I don't care where you go, it's going to follow you. And you sit home a while, and you're still going to be miserable. You're going to be wrestling. You're going to go here. You're going to go there. You're going to go here. You're going to go. They go east to the west, north to the south. They go everywhere. Look for a word, but they ain't going to find it. Right? They're going to go from sea to sea. Looking for a word, 
But you ain't going to find it. That's the book of Amos, I believe. Amos 11 chapter, I think. Or, or Amos 80, somewhere along in there. But anyway, verse 27 says, And there ran a young man and told Moses and said, Eldad and Medad do prophesy in the camp. See, there's going to always be somebody to let you know. There's going to always be somebody going to let leadership know when they think something ain't right. But watch this. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of Moses, verse 28, one of his young men answered and said, My Lord Moses, forbid them. But watch what Moses said. And Moses said unto them, Envious thou for my sake, would God that all the Lord's people were prophets. In other words, I wish everybody in here was an officer. That's our mission to make this a leadership church. And the Lord will put his spirit upon them. He's saying, I'm hoping and I'm wishing that God would let all the people of Israel or all the people of the church learn how to teach the word of God. And I wish that God would put his spirit on all of us because the more the merrier and that's in the same spirit. And it's going to make everything so much better when we're in unification, when we're in unity. You see, the Bible say how blessed it is for the people to dwell in unity. How pleasant it is. Last scriptures. This is Mark 9, 38 and 40. And then we're done. Just wanted to do a little teaching today. Mark. Mark 9. And watch what Jesus said. You see, this is sort of like the same thing that Moses was saying, see. Verse 38 said, And John answered him, saying, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name, and he followeth not us. Well, and we forbade him because he followeth not us. See that? But Jesus said, Forbid him not. For there is no man which shall do a miracle in my name that can likely speak evil of me. For he that is not against us is on our part. In other words, he that is not against us is with us. So I'm going to leave this with the congregation today in Officers Appreciation Day. I want to encourage you, the officers and those would-be officers at the proper time, now I want to encourage you, don't grow weary in your well-doing. It, it, look, look, see, it's going to get it's a tough road. Because we got to deal with self, we got to deal with life, we got to deal with family, you know, all that. We got to deal with the world, we got to deal with the craziness. We even got to deal, it's even a challenge now just driving on the road. Amen. Jesus Christ. I mean, everything is such a challenge now. But you know what, church? We've got to remain encouraged. We've got to remain encouraged. We've got to understand that, you know, even though we've had great losses, there are still great gains to be made. We've just got to be encouraged. We've got to even, we've just got to believe that we believe. Just don't believe, but believe that you believe. Have the faith of faith that it takes to move that mountain, to get your job done. You know, just believe in yourself and just do it. Step out. Believe in yourself. You know, walk on water and keep your eyes on Jesus. Stay focused. Stay focused. Just don't hear a word and then let the word go. Meditate on it. Learn how to meditate on it because there's so many things trying to take our minds away from who and what we need to be in God. It's all kind of things. Everything out there is trying to steal God from us. Everything. And if we allow that to happen, then we're going to lose. We're going to lose. If one of us lose, all of us lose. 
So it behooves us, and I'm closing. It behooves us, church, to love one another, to trust one another, to be there for one another. It behooves us to do this. And never, never waste your time on who will or who won't. Just make sure you do. Amen. Don't be wasting your time on, on, on who will and who won't. And for God's sake, don't waste your time on who wins elections or who don't. For God's sake. That's the stupidest thing in the world that you could ever do. We've got a world of church people who are miserable because they trusted in a man and not God. Or a woman. And not God. And here they are, looking stupid. And guess what? Here's the worst part about it. Hear me good, Will. Here's the worst part about it. Those devils that y'all following in this pulpit are the ones that brought those politicians in. And use God's pulpit to trick y'all. You're stupid as a mule. I'm telling all of you that. You don't ever have to look at another sermon from me. But I'm telling you straight up. You're stupid as a mule. You should trust God. You should have trusted God. And if you would have trusted God, then you wouldn't be feeling the way you're feeling today. But the problem is, is that you bet on the wrong horse. You didn't bet on the white horse with the army behind it, whose garment is vesture is dipped in blood. But you bet on that liar called man or woman. That's who you bet on. And that's why you lost. And now you want to tear America up. You want to tear America up. And now you want to tie up the whole Democratic uh, 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 petition all because you didn't get your way. And you black people, you're the worst. And I'm going to tell you why. Because you're still looking for 40 acres and a mule that the Democrats are promising you, which you ain't never got and you ain't going to never get. And they're tricking you for your vote. And you're still going at it. You need to put your trust in God. And if you put your trust in God, then you won't have to be worried about who win elections and all of this other stuff out here that's got people going crazy. Now I rest my case with you. Because you know I'm telling the truth. God is going to get us back to him. Nobody gets in that office and let God ordains it to be so. I don't care how many Beyonce's and Jay-Z's and everything else that you pull out thinking that you're going to get the black vote and the proper vote to trick people again. It don't make no difference. If God ain't ordained you to get in there, you don't get in there because it's God that takes down one and puts up another. The Bible said promotion comes from the Lord. Now that's what God's words say. And if you think God don't have nothing to do with who it is that holds the most powerfulest office in the world, if you think God don't have nothing to do with that to carry out his plan, then you are more lost in church than those out there that's out of church. Let's give God some praise. Politicians. Come on up, Brent. Amen.